by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. You know, today is Palm Sunday. It's where the Lord was riding in on the donkey. And as I was praying, I was like, Lord, if you can use a donkey... You can use me. (laughs) You know, and that's why I want to say this, that putting my life at the disposal of God, not my will, but God, your will for my life. You see here, let's go right to the Word, and let's see where Jesus leads us. In Matthew chapter 16. In verse 24, in Matthew 16, verse 24, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, You will save it. You know, I was thinking when I gave my life to the Lord in 2016, it was such a wonderful encounter, such a beautiful experience. But I will say that things didn't didn't just change in my life in a blink of an eye. But it wasn't until two years later in 2019 that I literally had to make the decision, am I going to make my life disposable for God? Am I going to throw my life away for God? Am I going to give up everything that I had been, that I knew, that I thought was life, to really choose true life? And I said, you mean to tell me I can read the Bible and it can change my life? Do you mean to tell me that I can have a relationship with Jesus and it can change my life? And I was sitting on my couch in 2019. I know I told this story, but a bright light come in the living room. Just a glorious light. I didn't know what had happened to me. But I'm telling you, it impacted my life so greatly. When I opened up the Bible, I had never read before. I dropped out of high school in 2009. I mean, not 2000, but in ninth grade. But I'm telling you, when I read the Word, it was like it was so real to me. And I believe the reason why it was so real to me and Jesus was so real to me then because I had made the decision to put my life at the disposal of God. To put my life at the disposal of God. Look here in Luke chapter 14. And I want to paint a picture in your mind. Or what it would be like to be at the disposal of God. And as I read God's word to you. It tattoos on your heart. Let the word of God be tattooed on our hearts. But let the image of your life being at the disposal of God. Let that image just meditate in your mind. What it would be like if you were like that donkey. 
and you were carrying Jesus everywhere you'd go. I was preaching in the jail, and I told them guys, I said, man, they were so excited. You could tell they were set free. We were praying for one another. They had so much joy. But I told them, I said, don't leave Jesus in the jailhouse. Take Jesus with you. We carry Jesus everywhere we go. And if we would stop and think about putting our life at the disposal of God, we would see Jesus impact people's lives through us. Right now, we have Jesus with us. Look here in Luke chapter 14, verse 27. In Luke 14, 27. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. I like that. Don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? You see, we paint this image in our minds. What would it be like if I, if I really gave my life for Jesus? What would it be like if I truly believed that He died for me on the cross? What would it be like if I truly, truly believe that I'm forgiven? That nothing, everything that I've done has all been washed under the blood. It could literally change my life if you just stop and believe. Look here. Counting the cost. You see, we count the cost. Not only do we choose to walk with God, but what would it cost you to walk with God? What would it cost Joe to walk with God? What would it cost me? It would cost me my flesh. It would cost me my desires. It would cost my will for His will. And I believe when you're walking with Jesus, it's such a wonderful life. I, I, I was ministering a couple weeks ago and I told him, I said, you know, I used to be a drug addict. But I'm going to tell you the best high there ever was was being with Jesus. Being with Jesus is the best high. Because everybody thinks you've lost your mind. But I truly believe you found your mind in the Word of God. Look here. I wrote this down as I was in prayer. If we choose to carry our cross for Jesus, how much of our heart are we willing to spend at the cost of Him who saved us? Do you want to spend your whole heart for His heart? Think about that. There's no way I could serve Jesus and walk with Jesus with my heart. But if He gives me His heart, that's glorious. That's such an impactful experience. I, I'm going to tell you, when I first got saved and I, I started to realize that it wasn't me doing it, it was God doing it in me, I was more surprised than probably any other person that seen me. They look at me and they say, what in the world has happened to you? And I tell them, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. I can't take credit for anything. I can't, but it's such a glorious thing that He's doing in each and every one of our lives. It's so glorious. It's so wonderful. It's amazing how much God's Word can change a person. 
just simply receive the, the gift of God's grace. What he paid on the cross. When he hung on that cross, it was finished. It was finished. Look here, I love this. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus was a very religious man. He thought he had it all figured out. But when Jesus come on the scene, he realized that he didn't have it figured out. You with me? In John chapter 3 verse 3, I want you to see this illustration that, uh, that Jesus says to Nicodemus. <clears throat> In John chapter 3 verse 3, it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, he's speaking to Nicodemus. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus asked, what do you mean? Explained Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit, you with me, gives birth to spiritual life. You with me? And in the past two Sundays, pastor been preaching on the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful. Holy Spirit in our lives. Holy Spirit in our church. We give our life to Christ. We're baptized. And we got a wonderful baptism service coming up the 16th of April. And if you've given your life to Jesus, you can be baptized. And you can be like Nicodemus. You can be born again in the Spirit. You can be born again in the Spirit. Not by water. Well, by water and by the Spirit. See here, humans can reproduce only human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows and wherever it wants. Just as you hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from. Or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. I can't explain it. But when you give your life to Jesus. When you truly let His, His, His life be washed into your life. Be engrafted into who you are. And let Him begin to, to, to wash away that old man. And give you that new man. That new life. And you say, everything that I've done, everything that I'm going to do, you mean to tell me it doesn't matter? I can walk in the grace of God. I can shout, even though I had a bad weekend, even though you got a bad marriage, even though you got children that are running crazy, even though you got sickness in your body, do you know you can be healed? Do you know your kids can be... That I'm telling you right now, Jesus can change your children from the inside out. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. We don't have to fix it. God can fix it. God can fix it. I, I, I watch people. I watch people all the time trying to fix it. Trying to fix it. And a lot of times I, I find myself trying to fix it. And you know what? I mess it up more than what it was already messed up. I mess it up. I mess it up. But I believe when Jesus comes on the scene. He changes it from the inside out. Just like the wind blows. You don't know. You don't know. Look here in Mark chapter 2, verse 21. 
And you know, I, I want to, at the end of this service, I'm still praying. I'm still, You know, I can be ministering and pray at the same time as I'm ministering. Right now, I'm just praying, Lord, use me. Lord, anybody in here, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's going on in your family's life. But I always make time for God to minister to you. So at the end of this service, I'm not going to call the, the praise team. I mean, we'll, bring, we'll play some music in the back. But I'm not going to call the ministry team up here. But I literally want y'all at the end of the service, I want you, because right now I'm painting the image in your mind. And the Word of God is being tattooed and grafted in your heart. And He's the one that can change us. But I want you at the end of the service, I want you to line up. And I want you to just make, make a commitment to the Lord. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want you to come down here. If you feel led and give your life to Jesus. But if you've already given your life to Jesus, I want you to just come down here and make a fresh commitment of making your life at the disposal of God. I want to build your faith up today that in, in, in the middle of your circumstances, whether it be in the middle of Target, whether it be in the middle of Walmart, whether it be in the middle of you doing something that you wouldn't think about giving your life to the Lord, He would use you right there. There's a somebody that needs to be prayed for. There's somebody that needs a word from the Lord. You with me? Okay, Mark chapter 2 and verse 21. In Mark 2, verse 21, Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. I'll stop right there. There's a reason I have to die to self. I have to daily die to self because I can't expect God to come into my heart and use me and be at the disposal of God if I'm not willing to receive His heart. I can't do it with my heart. But if I receive the new cloth with the new patch, you with me? Because the old cloth, the new patch, it will shrink and rip away. Keep reading. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins. And the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. You with me? New wine calls for new wineskins. The Holy Spirit, when He comes into your life, He has a new heart to live in. He has Jesus' heart to live on the inside of you. To work with not your old way of thinking, but Jesus' way of thinking. When you, when you don't have the courage to pray, and you don't have the courage to love or forgive or to forget, but Jesus' heart living on the inside of you can give you all you need to live a godly life. Isn't that glorious? I'm telling you right now, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. Look here, as I was reading, and I was thinking about the heart, and how Jesus is on the inside of us, I thought about Ezekiel. 
And he told the dry bones. He said, speak to the dry bones. And they come alive. You know, and right before that, everybody knows that passage. But right before that is so beautiful. Because as I thought about the wineskins and the new and the wine, the new wine and new wineskins, I looked at Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. And it says, And I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. He's going to give you a heart that is receptive to the things of God. As you read the word, it isn't just going in one ear and out the other, but it's impacting our hearts. It's touching our hearts. As we are being changed from the inside out, as we are walking in the new man, as we are denying the old ways, the ways of, of confusion, the ways of the news, the way, the, way the way the world does it. But we get back to God's word. We get back to God's word. And we have a relationship. That's what I love. The relationship. We're all going to make mistakes. You know, and as I was praying about this, being at the disposal of the Lord, I said, you know what, God? I really need to hear this message more than the people do. He says, that's why I give it to you. He said, that's why I give it to you. Because it's going to change your life just as well as it's going to change their life. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know where you're at, but there's different areas in our life. There's different walks. But I'm telling you, there's one relationship. And that's the relationship with Jesus. The very relationship of Jesus. That's glorious. Look here in John chapter 12, verse 24. You know, last Wednesday... Uh, me and my wife, Megan, we're the youth pastors here. And uh, we're always praying, going back and forth about what the Lord wants to say to the youth. And I'm going to tell you right now, to reach the youth is a very tough, tough thing to do. But God can do it. Look at her. She's giving me a mean look because she's in my youth. It's very tough. It's very tough. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen the most beautiful thing happen. The Lord spoke to my heart and says, take them out and let them witness. Take them out and let them share Jesus. Just go up to strangers and uh, introduce themselves and really let the Lord impact somebody through them. Be at the disposal of God. I said, okay, Lord. So uh, we, we come here to the church and we're praying and uh, we get our cards, we get our Easter cards, we get our visitor's cards and we go out and uh, they're like, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to be normal. And that's so beautiful what that show. You know what it did? It cost me, but it was worth it. It cost me. I had to count the cost because I had to be like a normal person. You have to get you a grocery basket. You have to shop. And as you shop, you're praying, Lord, let somebody stick out to me. And I don't know about y'all, but I already look goofy enough. Somebody's going to look at me. <laughs> Somebody's going to look at me. And sure enough. 
the Lord opens up a door for you to minister. And the youth, man, each and every one of them had their own unique way of sharing Jesus with them. Their own unique way of inviting them to church. They all had different ways. And as the, one would share one way and the other one would share another way, they, they were just encouraged by one another. And before you know it, we're walking out of Target and I couldn't get them out of there. I'm standing outside and they were like, I was like, all right, come on, let's go. They were just hungry to be at the disposal of God. They were hungry to be at the disposal of God. Look here in John chapter 12, verse 24. John 12. In verse 24. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will reproduce many new kernels. A plentiful harvest of new lives. That's what Jesus did. He gave his life so he could have many brothers and sisters. Many brothers and sisters. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Who wants their life for eternity? To spend eternity with Jesus. You with me? I want to spend eternity with Jesus. This is just my practice ground. I'm going to make mistakes. He's going to put me where I need to be. He's going to whoop me when I need a whooping. Some of us need to be whooped by the Lord. I, I'm telling you right now, I have many times been whooped by the Lord. And I tell you right now, it's not a pleasant thing, but I'm telling you right now, it drives me into a place where I want to spend more time with Him. That I want to see Him more. You with me? Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. Because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Are you with me? As the Father is being glorified in Jesus' life. And as Jesus is being glorified in our lives. It's the same image that was... In the gospel. You see the father being glorified. Jesus was, was about the father's will. And I know you are about Jesus' will. Here on earth. That's why you're here this morning. Your beautiful faces. And the Holy Spirit in your lives. Is changing you from the inside out. It's changing you. Look here. I wrote this. Ceasing to make self the object of our life and actions, putting God at the center of our lives, a life of surrender and obedience, living for God's purposes in a way that is pleasing to Him rather than walking in the desires of the flesh. It is a life of self-denial. Denying self. Denying self. You know, as I know I struggle... I know it don't look like it because a lot of y'all remember me when I was a big fella. And as I've got smaller, but I have struggled 
And I believe that's why the Lord has helped me because I had struggled with food for so long because I grew up, didn't really have much food. My dad done the best he could. But it was like when we got food, we would just eat it. And I mean, it just, I mean, eat, 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 eat. And as I've got older, I've realized when I, when I was set free from drug addictions, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if I'm going to continue to serve you and walk with you the same way that you set me free from drugs, I want to be set, I want to be set free from food. And he began to change me from the inside out. I'd put something in my mouth that didn't belong, and I began to be not condemned, but convicted. You with me? The enemy condemns us, but the Holy Spirit convicts us to teach us what is right or wrong here on earth, to show us in our lives. That's why he's the comforter, the helper. So as I began to be convicted about these things, then I started to be changed from the inside out. And as I began to pray and spend time fasting and spending time with the Lord, now that I've been many years on this fitness walk, I've realized that People call them cheat days. And I like them. They're awesome. But I tell you what I feel. I literally feel the flesh take over the spirit man. And I believe that in our personal walk with Jesus. Now I can, I can tell you from my testimony is food. Because I can eat and eat at all that junk and literally go straight down. Be just spirit man dead, dead as all get out. And the flesh is overtaking him. But if I deny all that sugar, if I turn away from all that food, and I eat just enough, and I feed on the word of God, and the spirit man is alive on the inside of me, and I'm denying the flesh, I see people that need to be prayed for. I see the opportunity to speak to somebody. I don't feel so heavy. I don't feel so beat down. And I, I don't know where you're at, but I believe, that's, I believe that's your personal walk. Wherever it may be. Whether it be anger. Whether it be unforgiveness. Whether it be just, just whatever it may be. But it's, it's, the flesh is overtaking the spirit man. And that's why I'm going to make the opportunity for you. Wherever, whatever it is. I want you to make the opportunity to whether it's giving your life to the Lord or you just simply come down here and raise your hands and say, you know what, I re-surrender. I, 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 wanna, I want a fresh denial of self and an awakening of God on the inside of my heart. I'm telling you right now, every Sunday I could use some of that. Every Sunday I could use some of that. Look here, we're almost done. In Romans 12, this scripture paints a beautiful picture of what I feel when I think about food. In Romans 12, in verse 1, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all He has done for you. Let them... Be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. You with me? This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good, 
pleasing and perfect. I want to be good to the Lord. I want to be pleasing to the Lord. I want to be perfect in Jesus. I want to be perfect in the image of Christ. When people see me, I don't want them to see Joe. I want them to see Jesus. I want them to see the glory of the Lord on each and every one of our lives. I want to see that. I want to see the picture painted. You see here in Galatians 5.24 it says, Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. If you gave your life to Jesus, you can come down here and you can, you can nail your passions and desires to His cross. You can nail them to the cross. And just like it says in Galatians 2.20, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave himself for me. He gave himself for us. It's so beautiful. So glorious. That Jesus would give his life. So that we may have life here on earth. And we turn to Jesus. And we can have life and life more abundantly. Just like it says in John. Chapter 3, verse 30. That he may become greater and greater. And I may become less and less. You see, John was telling us to paint a picture in our hearts. Of how much greater Jesus is in our life. How much greater he is. That we carry Jesus with us just like that donkey. Just like that donkey, when he was riding in on that donkey on Palm Sunday, he was riding in in Jesus. He says, if they don't praise me, the very rocks will cry out. And I was thinking about the story when Joshua was carrying the children of Israel into Jericho. And I said, Lord, they circled seven times before they shouted. And this generation that I'm living in, they're shouting seven times and they're not walking with God none. And there's no power in our lives. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm standing here humbly for you today that I need to spend, we need to spend more time walking with God around Jericho. Wherever that is in your life, we need to spend more time walking with God. And when He says shout, we shout. We shout. Let's close with this verse. <clears throat> In Romans 6, verse 11. So you also should consider yourselves to dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let, your, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil. To serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were, you with me? You were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument 
to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live in the freedom of God's grace. You live in freedom in God's grace. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.